All right, we're set for another episode of the Buckhead Podcast. Rich Casanova here, sitting in for the traveling Michael Moore. So um, we've got a great show here for you today. We've got Kiva Case with uh, Buckhead Christian Ministry. We're gonna we got a lot of ground to cover on this show. We're gonna talk about um, their volunteer base. Um, two years ago, Kiva was in the studio for um, their thirtieth year. At that time, you were just six days into the gig, right? Uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> I didn't even know my phone number. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we'll do a test a little bit later in the show. See if you get your phone number down yet. Yeah. Right. I think I might have it. All right. So before we kick things off, uh, what's the website for y'all for people to uh, tune in as we're listening here? Yeah. Buckheadchristianministry.org. Perfect. All right. So uh, we got a lot of ground. As we mentioned, we're going to talk about um, the financial education piece, uh, housing, emergency assistance, um, and of course, what's happened just in the last uh, two years since you've been part of the organization. So stand by for all that and more on the Buckhead Podcast. It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. All right, Rich Casanova sitting in for the traveling Michael Moore, and this is uh, another exciting episode of the Buckhead Podcast. As I mentioned, we have Kiva Case uh, with Buckhead uh, Christian Ministry here in the studio, and returning... Um, uh, just over two years ago, uh, you became involved and um, as uh, and joining as the CEO, president and CEO. That was uh, August 2017. Uh, you're a Georgia native. Um, originally, you spent some time on an island in Georgia, right? Yes, uh, I grew up in the the slums of St. Simon's Island. <laughs> right, yeah. um, now you're just bragging or whatever. Yeah, I'm bragging. That's right. No, I love that place. It's one of my. It's it's my happy place. Oh yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, a lot of yeah. other people, um, I think, would concur with you on that. So you're a seasoned community leader with a heart for service, uh, with a track record of twenty, I guess now twenty two years, of uh, service with nonprofits and church leadership, including serving as a pastor uh, to a congregation made up of entirely hungry and homeless individuals and families. So this is like the stars aligning, that right? Oh yeah, this is this is. Um kind of dead center of the target for what I've been, uh, you know, trying to accomplish uh, with my professional vocation. What it's led up to. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, uh, and those, so you had court appointed special advocates across New Jersey, uh, leading various um, efforts aimed at educational and health reform for children at risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also, um, as we mentioned, experienced nonprofit executive skilled in strategic planning, budgeting, business development, staff management, community organizing, um, I mean, you're checking a lot of boxes there. Uh, yes, and they are. <laughs> th- those boxes are being uh, double checked as I as I lean into this season right. of being the CEO of Buckhead Christian Ministry. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, um, so you have a Master of Divinity from Princeton Theological Seminary and a BA in Religion and Philosophy from Berry College right up the road here in Rome. That's right. I have degrees that make me fit to be uh, either the CEO of Buckhead Christian Ministry or maybe a bartender. I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, it's a fine line, line here, right? Yeah. With those. Now, and we should mention for those listening around uh, the country and around the world, uh, we're talking Rome, Georgia, right? Because we're not talking the Vatican. or right. Uh, yeah. All right. So, right. Um, yeah, because we have, what, a Athens, Georgia, and a Rome, and that's right. about every country around the world. So, uh, And you and your wife, uh, Lauren, you have two children, uh, Ketch and Claire. Um, That's right. All right. Very so, blessed. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
So let's jump into it. We'll we'll do a little bit of recap and flashback to uh, last year's or two years ago with your appearance. But let's focus uh, right now, turn our attention to what's currently happening as we call BCM, yeah. right? Buckhead Christian Ministry. So in some of those um, uh, sandboxes you play in is probably foremost is that building the community free of hunger and homelessness. So you're carrying over what you've done in the past to bring it here to Buckhead. Talk to us about what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. Sure. So um, as I've come to know more and more um, how effective BCM is um, at uh, achieving our vision, uh, what I've come to learn is that the we have three major um, verticals that we satisfy for the okay. community for the community. And um, number one, which is sort of the bread and butter and what BCM uh, was really founded uh, by those six uh, founding churches back in 1987, is uh, our eviction prevention. So we you know we find people or they find us right um, and we have uh, no need for clients. Um, our phone is uh, always busy. Uh, we receive probably 500 unique phone calls a day. A day. A day. 5,000 wow. phone calls. Uh, some <laughs> of them are calling back hundred, literally hundreds of times to try to get through. Um, but we are able to see eight financial appointments. So if you need um, emergency financial assistance, which means uh, mortgage payment, a rent payment, a utility payment, um, you uh, try to get an appointment with us. Right. And we don't serve financial appointments on a walk-in basis, but you can get food and clothing and other services on a walk-in basis. And so if you come to BCM, you'll see our lobby can be very busy at times with people uh, accessing different services. Um, but if you see individuals in interview rooms or uh, receiving case management, who need free clothing, which we provide, right. um, and those who are uh, interested in, in having, uh, you know, set, lightly used secondhand but nice clothing. You have to realize we're in Buckhead, and a lot of the clothing that we get is donated oh, yeah. is donated by you know families who um, are of means and right. have you know they're changing over their closet from last season and they're going to have new clothes, you know. And so we have things with tags on them, brand new stuff, wow. designer stuff. Um, so I would encourage anybody to get over to 18, um, 800 Miami Circle, and uh, and all those proceeds go directly back into the organization. So, emergency assistance, financial, clothing, food, and that is the 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 broadest um, program that we have. It's the one that serves the most people. I mean, I think we have about five thousand dollars a day worth of rent going out the door um, to prevent wow. evictions. Um, a big thing you should know, and the, your listeners should know, is that in Atlanta, there are approximately seventeen evictions. Every day. So 17 wow. households a day are made homeless in Atlanta. And BCM stops anywhere from four to six evictions. So if we didn't exist, um, you know, the city would have, you know, what is that, 21, 25 right. uh, uh, evictions um, per day. I'm just getting chills. Kind of, I mean, literally, I can feel goosebumps. I mean, just it's, it's, it's uh, shameful, um, but it's just amazing that your organizations like you can step in. Because look at the ripple effect of those four families, because it's not just somebody living um, there, but it's the kids, the other family, and then the, and then the, um, uh, the strain on the economy and the other services. And, um, and and you mentioned about, um, you know, people, you know, helping the, from the financial perspective of paying bills. Um, Last year, when you were in last time, you mentioned um, that upwards of 600,000 people 
literally can't pay their bills on a on a on a going going metro, metro Atlanta yeah, throughout um, all of all yeah. this metro Atlanta. Yeah. So if you look at just the city of Atlanta, the five hundred thousand or so right. people. Um, about a quarter of them are living in poverty, which is, I think, at this point, $28,000 a right. year for a family of four. Right. Um, for a family know, of four? For a family of four. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's um, a stat I'm looking at right here from uh, an op-ed that we've recently uh, put out is um, Atlanta has uh, the third highest eviction rate in the country. Third wow. highest in the country. and. Um, you know, the ripple effects, and I want to get to the other two programs because yeah. those are more in-depth, longer-term, higher-touch, okay. more expensive programs um, and are quite interesting. But uh, the ripple effects of, of these families, the, the, you know, the quarter of the city that's living in poverty is that their kids don't stay in the same school. They'll start in one – in a grade at a school right. and they won't finish that grade in that school because they they have to move. Or they become homeless, and either they drop out of school or they change schools, and they start falling way behind. So the eviction, which if you read Matthew Desmond's um, Pulitzer Prize-winning National Book Award 2016 uh, book, Evicted, um, there's a it's a travesty what's going on in this country around housing and eviction. But um, the the number one shared experience of people who commit suicide is that they have gone through an eviction. It's not PTSD. It's not drug abuse. It's not mental health. It's that they're the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that foundation, that housing, food, shelter, that sense of belonging right. is removed. And so everything crumbles on uh, uh, once that's removed. When you when you show up and you have nowhere to go right. and your kids have no place to sleep, um, that's that that's completely upending of one of a person's life. And so BCM started, you know, because the churches were not good at that work. The right. churches were there to fill spiritual needs right. and to and to nurture people along with their with their walks with God and and um but folks would come along and say I need some help with my rent and they didn't have any sort of professional case management system right. you know to between you know St Philip's and the and and the cathedral and uh, Christ the King and and Second Ponts uh, Baptist Church and uh, Peachtree Road United Methodist Church and Peachtree Presbyterian and and all of these great churches in the community who have uh, you know came along uh, and and helped found BCM they didn't have the professional staff to coordinate between the churches right and so they pulled their money together and um and and started BCM and, and the, the main thrust at the beginning with a pot full, a full of about 80,000 bucks in 1987 right. <laughs> was to help with a little bit of rental food and a little yeah, money. And, just a supplement. Yeah, and it evolved over time. Um, one of the uh, uh, one of the programs that came on board was a housing program. And if if you're in the social service industry, uh, you realize that, uh, you know, HUD is, um, it, you know, that's the behemoth at the federal right. uh, government level that provides states uh, and municipalities funding to um, – for programs like ours to administer, you know, housing programs, right. and so, uh, but the restrictions on uh, on that program can be onerous for smaller nonprofits. So, right. for example, uh, we had a, a HUD funded program, but we couldn't compel compliance of our clients um, to, you know, do case management, to, uh, you know, get a job because that was not the model. Right. And so BCM took the the bold risk to say that we want to go out on our own and raise our own private funds and run the program the way that 
these case managers, these social workers at BCM who are so incredibly talented, devised uh, the Foundation 3 program. That's housing, education, and employment. And they those three foundational uh, legs to the stool are what uh, they believed and what has proven out to be the case um, to be an effective solution to um, to getting people rapidly rehoused and get getting them onto a pathway to success. So, who's a client in Foundation Three? It's about yeah. twenty five thousand dollars per family. It's a big investment. Yeah. But what we do is we take a if you're a, a family, a parent, you have a child or children, and right. you have and you have and you're working, you have a job, yeah. and let's just say you've been eking along in your apartment with your kid, and you've you're making thirty thousand dollars a year, and you're a dutiful daughter and you're sending a hundred dollars a month to your grandmother in Columbia, South Carolina, and she dies and you have to go and manage the funeral and you're out $2,500, unexpected. We try to keep you housed and let's say it doesn't work and you just can't catch up and you get evicted. Now you're living in a hotel. Um, you got your kid, you're keeping your job and everything is, is slow. You're, you're barely keeping it together, but, but you are, yeah. but you're on the verge of losing your job because you don't have stable housing. Uh, maybe you're living out of your car two or three nights a week. You're still getting your kid to school and you're struggling along. Well, those families are the hidden homeless in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and we find those through referrals or through our own uh, short-term uh, program, and we get them rapidly rehoused, and we sign a, a letter, because nobody's going to rent to somebody with an eviction on their record. Right. Or, no, not too many landlords are going right, to overlook yeah. an eviction, right? right? And so we sign a letter to the landlord guaranteeing the money. Wow. And, and so for 18, up to 18 months, we'll pay the rent and utilities guaranteed wow. for the families, but those families are compelled for case management. So they have to come Absolutely. and go through case management around their employment and their edu- career-based education to uh, every week. And so we're working on everything from credit scores and um, criminal backgrounds and uh, you know career-based uh, certifications. Um, one of the big you know stories we have a we had a single father uh, raising his his young son and he um, was living out of his car and out of hotels and he was working a minimum wage job and could not get over the hump. But he was keeping his son in school. Right. He needed he needed some air. He needed to breathe. Right. And just some space. And then once he had some space uh, to to really think through with somebody what he wanted to do, he said, "I I'd like to use my hands and help people." And so we helped him get a certification as an HVAC technician. That pays fifty thousand dollars a year with benefits. Wow. Game changer for his for his yeah. His, it's it's his, not a temporary fix. This is more of a hand up approach, right? Long term investment into yeah. an individual or a family, so that we can help break the cycle of poverty. So Foundation Three is a we have a hundred percent success rate in that program. Whoa! So families a year out are still housed and employed, um, and uh, but they're still. You know, there's still the reality of the working poor. Um, it's not like all of a sudden these guys are, you know, living in, you know, a palatial buckhead. Right. Uh, you know, they're they're still existing at the margins because um, even though we've we've helped uh, them come along in, on their journey, um, they're they're still facing uh, rising rents. And so, uh, you know, affordable housing, you know, in Atlanta is of course a huge topic. Right. And, um, and, and that's another, but it needs to be more of a topic, you know, a than full podcast to a, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just for that. You mentioned, uh, th- that story about the father. I mean, that's very inspirational. It's very real. I think people can, I know people can relate to that. And what's interesting there is you mentioned, um, this process of, uh, I mean, you, you, you covered a lot of ground, but a few things that struck with me was that the difference of churches in the past, um, you know, had the compassion, obviously. I mean, they're built to help the community. But uh, when families are struggling, 
maybe they dip into the funds, but it's a short term. And there's the key operative word I think you struck on was the system. They didn't have anything in place to not just short term help the person, but where is that money going to come from? And what's the criteria for that, right? And um, you also mentioned about that that father and the family. So, uh, you know, he went from barely eking by Mm -hmm. to catching his breath to uh, getting a train with a trade that he can utilize and going from uh, near or below poverty levels to 50,000 a year. But the key thing there is, you know, somebody could win the lottery, somebody can just, you know, write a check. But if he had to go through that, that weekly checkup every week to report and to work with the staff members that are professionals, now he doesn't just get a job that he could start, you know, he's not managing his money and he could go uh, reverse again, right? But if he has a system, he's been trained and retooled and reprogrammed that when, now that you have this job, he's now able to keep up with it, right? That's right. And so we have a third vertical. So there's emergency assistance, there's foundation three, which is supportive housing. And then the third one is financial education. And this is sort of the darling program of, of Buckhead because of um, this being a financial services you know center of the city. Right. Uh, people really love the idea of helping people get out of debt, um, improving their credit scores, uh, saving money, and learning how to man- manage uh, their finances. And so the Budget for Life program, which is the name of the program, uh, when I was on this podcast last, it was called the 7030 Project. And what that means and we had to explain it every time because the budget what, for life it's but, like, but it's pretty clear 70 yeah. 30 means you you know you should only be spending 30 percent of your income on your uh, housing and the reality is that most of the people that we're engaged with are spending over 50 percent of on their housing well wow, so that's problematic it's pro- very problematic and, and and puts people <clears> at risk so we changed the name from 70 30 to budget for life and what we try to do is for a year, we take families uh, through um, uh, the process of uh, a, a curriculum, a proprietary curriculum that we have, and it's a 22-week um, program where they are in class in an instructional setting, um, learn going through a. Uh, it's now on an app thanks to SunTrust. Okay, I should put it shout out. out to SunTrust. That's right. <laughs> I should shout out to Sun. I think they're they're truest now, but oh yeah, uh, you know the the, yeah. the merger. But shout out to our friends at SunTrust who who gave us uh, a wonderful uh, put us over the, the edge on a technology grant to help us modernize our bu- our budget for life program. It's now on um, available on uh, on an app. Wow, nice. there, there's an app for that. But um, right. anyway, uh, this this. Um, Budget for Life curriculum takes folks through the granular 101 stuff of interest rates and you know insurance insurance rates and how to save money and and checking and savings and balancing a budget and all of the money management essentials. Um, and while they're in the program, this is where the connection to the community and we can start talking about the volunteers and and what the magic of BCM is all about. But the, the this program is really held up by the relationship between the volunteer coach, so there's an instructor for the whole class, and then each individual household or individual who is signed up and going through the program is assigned a, a community volunteer. Okay. And that community volunteer is there to help them with their budget. As they get together every every other week, and they go through the expenses, and they they save their receipts. And wow. They, and they say, okay, you, you you messed up here. You bought a Starbucks, and they can't do that next week. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Where where'd you get that six ninety nine for that? Yeah. Now? So wow. it, it, it gets that Very into great. the weeds, wow. and, and they are 
but they stay on top of it so that the the folks going through the class can actually see how their money moves in real time and, through that app. That's right. And then their their advisor can monitor that as well. I imagine. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So so um, it's a it's a very sophisticated program for um, for the individuals who may have not been brought up with money management skills, yeah. right? right? And so um, one of the the cool parts about this program, and one of the reasons people really want to get into it, and there's there's typically a waiting list to get in this program is because we have um, uh, we have a model where we incentivize you to pay off debt. So if you're a participant in Budget for Life, right. um, each month if you pay up to $1,000 in debt, we'll pay up to $1,000 in rent for those six oh, match months. that. Yeah, so, so you get the satisfaction of paying off your debt. And, wow. And, yeah, so we're... we're minute, say, say that again. So if they go through the... It's a 20-tweet program... Uh, utilizing the app and checking in with their um, volunteer. The app goes live uh, in January 2020. Okay, so yeah. we're, we're still in uh, beta, beta, whatever, beta right. phase. Yeah, yeah but so that, that's the premise. If now, do they have to complete the program or fully engage? What's some of the criteria? So, in essence, what you're saying, up to a thousand dollars, if they pay down some of their debt. Uh, Each month, which they normally just be having to put towards rent, they can, and then the debt gets away from them. The interest rates keeps, yeah. and, the, and so let's say you have a title loan that <clears throat> that you took out for five hundred bucks, or, right. or let's just say it's that that burial that you had to pay for, right, or something yeah, like that. in yeah. Carolina, and um, and you took out a title loan to cover that 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 money. Well, right. sometimes title loans can have you know, oh outrageous, outrageous yeah. interest rates, one hundred and fifty percent on some of these, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're never going to get out of that. You're going to pay you know hundred bucks a month. You know, for ten years, and you still have the same amount, right. and and so there's no there's no chance of getting out from underneath that right. debt. Um, and so what we do is we give you a chance to get out from underneath that debt. And so you know, you got this thousand bucks over here that's just you know that would be going towards rent. Yep, put it towards that debt, and you get the satisfaction of seeing that debt get chipped away. Wow. And so to give you some numbers, we had uh, forty households go through the program last year. And collectively, they paid off um, $166,000 in unsecured debts, high interest debts. And and, and the second half of the program, after you graduate, so yes, you have to complete the program. You go, it's this 22-week. You You can't sign up for the first week and uh, cut me a check. Yeah, That's right. And so you go through the program, and then after 22 weeks, you graduate, and then you're entered into the the, uh, savings match portion of the program. So the next six months... You now you dial back to one case management meeting per month. Okay, um, and you then have to demonstrate that you are saving money and not taking out those deposits for six months. And if you save up to a thousand bucks, we'll match up to a thousand dollars. Wow! So you can leave the program debt free and with two thousand dollars in your pocket if you do it right. And so not everybody does it right, but that it's available. But, but it's there. Yeah. It's there and it's available. And we are. Further sophisticating the program, we'll have 45 uh, households this year, thanks to some investments by um, uh, various foundations around the city of Atlanta. Uh, this past year, the Atlanta Women's Foundation, um, with support from Coca-Cola, helped us with women breaking economic barriers right. um, with some funding there. The Solon Patterson, the Patterson Family Foundation. Um, we've been very fortunate uh, with our donors. So. 
I can't believe the time's been flying by. We've got a few more minutes uh, left before we uh, jump into a next topic and some call to actions is let's talk about, um, again, just remind our listeners, listeners, you're listening to the Buckhead Podcast, made possible in part by our friends at the Buckhead Business Association. You can check them out at BuckheadBusiness.org. And uh, you can check out all of the topics we've been discussing about the Buckhead Christian Ministry at BuckheadChristianMinistry.org. And our guest here today on the, this episode of the podcast is Kiva Case. Uh, he's the CEO and president of the organization. Um, man, you're right. I mean, we could do a series of podcasts about uh, what you're doing because you're basically uh, impacting. Uh, we mentioned, we may or may not mention earlier on, this started the organization with six churches. Uh, when you were in 2017, you were at 30 churches. Two years later, you're now at 32 churches, right? Yes. And um, and I got I have to give credit to our church uh, and com- our volunteer and community relations director, Tiffany Banks, and her committee for helping us. We we did a great job um, over the past couple years sophisticating what it means to be in partnership uh, with BCM. And um, we, you know, if you want to be a church that partners with us, it's not about you know, money. Um, historically, it was it was about you know how much money can you can you give us, and um, and that didn't engage people. What we have found is that if we if we're going to have our churches involved, um, they need to volunteer. They need okay. to send volunteers. They need to send in kind donations, food drives, clothing drives. They need to refer you know clients, right. and then they need to partner with our programs. And so if if they can um, if if they can step up and do that. Then, uh, then they can be a partner. What we found is we we, we had to release five, but we added seven. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we wound up at thirty. <laughs> it's a net gain of two. Yeah. I want to if if I can close out. I want to just say we we have six hundred and forty volunteers at BCM, and we could not do what we do without our without our dedicated army of volunteers. We have a small staff of about eighteen people. We served close to six thousand people with that little team. And the staff is amazing, but we could not do it without our volunteers. A team of uh, 640. Wow. Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay. All right, Kiva. So we're in our rapid fire section here. So we, we get uh, less Go. than five minutes. We're going to hit yep. five questions. I'm going to I'm going to clock you and cut you off at <laughs> at a minute point. Fine. Right. So you actually already hit number two, which was the volunteers. So we checked yeah. that one off those. Um, in rapid fire, less than a minute. Uh, question number one: unexpected expenses. What, what does a, what impacts a family? What are a couple of scenarios where a family gets impacted, caught off guard, and all of a sudden they start going south? Yeah. So. Um, I, Recently, we had the Darlington uh, mass yeah. displacement that right. was uh, purchased, and, and they displaced the people about a year ago. Mm-hmm. We had to step in and relocate about 40 households uh, you know, in their lobby. Um, and wow. you can go and Google it and find the story. It's not a very pleasant story, and I'm not going to bark on it now. But uh, but that's but, one scenario. Well, What's one another, scenario is, they, is that displaced? relocation costs. and then but Probably medical? You have medical costs. You have... Uh, rising rents. So if you're if you are displaced and you have to find a new apartment, you're not going to find five hundred dollars a month. You're going to find eight seventy five. But another minimum. case when when families are separated or broken, broken families. Um, yeah, travel breaking cars travel down cars right. You know, uh, unexpected you know travel needs if you have to go to a funeral or you know, uh, uh, you have a, an addition to the family unexpected. Right. Um, a relative having to move in. You have a death of a breadwinner. You have. Um, an illness, all those reduction okay. in hours. So that's that's question number one. In Got less it. than a minute. Uh, next, we already covered uh, volunteers. Uh, point three is you made a great statement. I was listening, actually listening to the last podcast you were on as a review, and you had this great statement. You, you talked about elevating what BCM, which is Buckhead Christian Ministry, what they do best, and do more of that. Talked about that. 
Because you have a new initiative around that. Well, we are we're currently in a strategic planning process, and we're trying to to really hone what we do, figure out who we want to be when we grow up. Right. Right. So we are um, evaluating our brand, um, what we're known for. And we're um, evaluating our continuum of, of care. We've got uh, some wonderful programs, but we also have some services that maybe don't speak um, to the economic empowerment and self-sufficiency that, that, that we're really trying to achieve. Well, what's on the short list, the one or two that you do best? That you feel like I think Budget for Life is okay. just an amazing yeah. program because it gives people it puts the power in people's hands. Education is power, and if they can manage their money and understand uh, interest rates and you know and not make uh, bad decisions around uh, their finances, uh, they can have control over their their financial well, future. And from the psychology one on one class I took in college way back <laughs> in the day, there was this rule of the thirty days. If you can acquire a new habit or remove a new habit and stick to it for thirty days. Days, it can it can have long lasting sure. impacts, right? And you're talking 22 weeks. Okay. Question. Uh, next question in our rapid fire is: uh, Last time we asked you for your phone number and put you on the spot. So <laughs> you got the phone number people can uh, dial y'all. And sure. Six seven eight three nine nine eight four two nine. That's my direct number. Right Sweet. to me. Right to, awesome. right to the bat phone. <laughs> to the bat phone. Nice. Yep. Okay. So we saved we saved 30 seconds on that one. Uh, our last question is, uh, which was great. We asked last time as well. So again, a call to action. So how can people in Atlanta and what are some types of people we're talking, our, our middle name is business. We're on the pro business channel. Yep. So how can businesses, individuals, uh, other nonprofits, organizations, um, how can they help BCM? Well, BCM is a business proposition. Uh, we are helping uh, your workers. So if you have l- low-wage workers uh, with families, you want them to be stable. Right, yeah. You want that's them to be strong. Good point. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, investing in BCM is, a, is an investment in, in the, your economic vitality um, because most of the folks that we are serving are, are working. Um, and yeah, they work in Atlanta. If they're stable, they're going to be more productive at work. They're Correct. not going to be stressed about, you know, you talked about giving that father's some breathing space. That's right. Right. That's right. And he can now give back. So we have former clients, uh, you know, we have a former client that's on our board and she's giving back with a a comma in the check and she drives a nicer car than I do. She's a a professor. My, my, my assistant is a former client. Um, and so these folks have worked really hard to, to, to turn their lives around, um, uh, oftentimes with experiences that were no fault of their own. Right. Um, and we're just really pleased that we're able to position uh, community members to, to eventually give back. Well, Kiva, I, I really enjoyed your time, the conversation today. And that last point was to be here. very inspirational is that it comes full circle, mm-hmm. that you literally have a client that uh, was struggling, was uh, life was not going well, and now they're literally part of the organization and uh, you can't get a better story than that. Nope. And we hope that uh, you guys will step up uh, this giving season right. and uh, get involved as a volunteer. Uh, sign up to help out. All right. Well said. And um, again, thank you for your time and your message and what you're doing in the community. Uh, Rich Casanova here for the Buckhead uh, Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.